This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are back, folks. Another Michigan football breakdown focused on the defense week three with Vance Befford. In case you didn't know, we split the film study up. From the analysis of the of the game, the breakdown, the commentary, if you will, just to stay legal. But it it basically is double dose of Vans. People want more Vans, so we're gonna give them more Vans. Vans, how you doing, man? Doing fantastic. It's a beautiful day here in Colorado. All right. So Vance, as you looked at this game uh versus UConn, I know I said heading into it, I expected it to be a step up in competition from from the first two opponents but as you watched the film and went through what you wanted to break down i think you came to a different conclusion well remember i said this i said they scored more than 10 points i would be disappointed in the defense and they went out there and just i hate to say it took them to the woodshed and told them to stay out there as they put that board on them they came back in the house they don't bring them tears in his house that's all it was it was a good old-fashioned woodshed beating Back in the 50s, you can't do that right now, you'll go to jail. But you had a running team coming to the big house playing against a great run defense. And as I watched the game plan of UConn, I'm like, you don't have a chance. They should have been throwing on first down and running on third down. Instead, they tried to throw it on first down, going to empty. I mean, it was embarrassing. I, I felt bad for them. I, was, I felt bad for UConn. It's, you know, they have a great head coach. I really respect him. You know, Jim Moore was a great head coach. And I just felt bad for those guys watching the game. It was not a contest at all. Yeah, you know what? In fairness to them, offensively, they got a lot of injuries. I mean, they're already overmatched. And because of injuries, you're into your depth. So, you know, I think a lot of people, when when we talked about or when some of the fans were talking about, hey, this looks like the best of the three teams or better than Hawaii, like, what are you looking at? So, Devin made a good point. He said, you know, their their front defensively was probably the most stout that they faced so far. I could see that. I could see that. But everything else, Vance, they couldn't hand the ball off. They could the game plan was was wrecked. They couldn't hand the ball off. They couldn't play special teams. I mean, man. This is I mean, they just came to see what the big house looked like. That's what it was. They should have sat in the stands and said, we're gonna have a continuous clock. Let it run for 60 minutes while we watch the game and watch the band come out. Michigan has a great – I love their band, how they come out and they high step. It reminds me of the SWAC bands. I mean, the high stepping, oh, come on now. That's what they – that's what UConn did. They just watched the band. I mean, somebody bring some popcorn over here, some peanuts, and hope we got Coca-Cola. It's all good. I mean, that was, a, that was a bad football game. I'm sorry. UConn, you could say they had injuries. I don't care who they had, injured or no injuries. It wouldn't have made a difference. It was no contest. None whatsoever. All right, so just big picture, Vance. I mean, you've coached a lot of teams, and you coach teams in games where they played an opponent like that. So what it, what do your your teams? What what do you as a coordinator or a coach take away from a game like that? What is your 
your what do your players take away from a game like the one they just played? My UConn. No, no, I'm talking about Michigan. Well, I'm gonna start. I said, man, we played an inferior team. We did what we supposed to do. We dominated that football game. The defensive line played in the backfield. The secondary was like glue. They stuck these guys like glue. Linebackers in the right coverages. We showed different pressures. It was a game that we needed to execute well. And if we go back and watch this football game, what more could we have done to even done better? And I don't know if they could have done anything better than what they did. Mm-hmm. There's just a good old-fashioned woodshed beating. That's all it was. So, you know, obviously, stat watchers will will look at it. <laughs> hey, man, look, look, Vance, Vance, not everybody sees the game through the lens of a coach. That's why we talk to you. So no, you can man. you can get us right. Like we look at the first two games and we see high sack, high sack numbers. It's like, okay, you know, this, this is pretty encouraging. And then you look at this game and you see no sacks. And I said in the post-game breakdown, a lot of that you could probably attribute to UConn's approach to the game. Would you say that that's accurate? That is pretty accurate. I mean, again, UConn's a running team. Okay, number one is that we had great pressure. So the completion percentage wasn't great. The quarterback is running for his life. He's a very athletic quarterback, so he can avoid certain things. But think about it. If, if Tom Brady was running for his life, he didn't play very well. That quarterback is running for his life the entire ball game. He had pressure almost every time he threw the football. So the ball was high. The ball was low. The ball was inside. So there were not a lot of completions. And, and that's the difference in the ball game. The name of the game is not always getting quarterback sacks. If you, if you throw the ball 10 times, you get eight quarterback pressures. You probably got seven incomplete passes, and that's winning football. That's what I saw. I saw a lot of quarterback pressure. The quarterback, he saw the pass rush. If a quarterback is watching a pass rush, he cannot have his eyes down the football field and complete passes, and that's what I saw. I saw great pressure throughout the ball game. Did you, did you see uh, that pressure coming with four, or did you, did you feel like, Jesse Minter, the D.C., did you feel like he was bringing pressure as often as he did in the prior games? Is there any difference in, in, in his approach to the game? I, yeah, Jesse's an aggressive coach, just like Michael was last year. He plays a lot of man and zero coverage. He brings a lot of different stunts. But the front four got pressure. When they came, just four. When he brought five, they got pressure. I don't care what he did. They could not block four-man rush, five-man rush, six-man rush. So he called this game like he always called it a game. Anytime you got third down and seven plus, guess what you saw? Pressure. In the first two ball games, third down and seven plus, guess what you saw? A lot of pressure. So he continues to do things that he's done in the first two ball games. The difference is the ball, you saw screens, you saw a quick passing game. So you're not going to get a lot of sacks. Mm-hmm. But you can get pressure in the quarterback's face, and that's what we saw. So I'm not concerned about the sacks. I'm concerned about the pressures. And I saw a lot of pressure. So the front – and the pressure, they all they all executed very well in this ball game. So let's look big picture through through three games or through the preseason, Vance. What do you feel like you know about this defense right now? Like you, you're confident. I know this about this squad, about this unit. First of all, you're not gonna be able to run the football in this defense. I think the linebackers right now, they run fits are so much better than last year. And that because that's because of experience. A lot of guys played last year, you can see that up front. I think we are more physical up front. I don't think we're going to have the great pass rush by the two defensive ends that we had last year. Uh, I think in the secondary, I still have major concerns about the cornerback position. So far, we matched up. 
Maryland's going to have better athletes at the, at the receiver position. I've been saying it for the first three ball games. Now, can we match up in zero coverage and man-to-man against better personnel? We're going to find that out right now. But overall, as a team defense, right now I think we are farther ahead because of the teams we played. Take them the first real test. Mm-hmm. We're going to see power football. Last year, we didn't fit the run very well. They schemed us up pretty good. We're going to see better athletes at the wide receiver position. Can we match up when we blitz and can we get home when we blitz? You're going to see an athletic quarterback who can throw the football, but he can escape the pass rush. So this is going to be a, a test. If we pass this test, I see another Big Ten championship coming. I really do. So a, a couple of things that you said that I really want to seize upon uh, as it relates to, to Maryland, because regular season begins. Better Maryland team, I think, than the one that Michigan saw last year. Starting off with the quarterback, Vance. And so we went back and we looked at some of the breakdown from last year. And you you pointed out an example off the rip where the quarterback, pre-snap read, should be telling him, man, I got a matchup to the field that I should be hitting. And he wasn't seeing the field in that game like it feels like they say he's seeing the field. Now, plus he has an additional weapon. He has his top receivers back from last year, and they went and got the number one receiver from the University of Florida, Jacob Copeland. So you got three legit dudes that can play, and a quarterback that seems to be, and for folks who don't know, it's Tua Tagovailoa's younger brother, seems to be more dialed into the into what they want to do, more dialed into what the defense is trying to do to him. That makes him a bigger challenge. It does. And the one thing I've seen this year is – you have a secondary coach calling the defense, and I see some great disguises. So if they can continue to do that and confuse the quarterback with different looks, different coverages. Now this coverage I call either 26 or 62. So in other words, it's quarters to the six side, to the two side, it's half field. So based on how he does things, if you have a great receiver, then you're probably going to see cover two to that side. So mm-hmm. a cloud corner. And the other side, you're going to see quarters. Now they run a lot of zone read and power play, so what I see across the country right now, you see a lot of quarter side to that to the back side or a lot of three inverts to that side to account for the RPOs and the quarterback run play. So as you game plan this football team, what are the three plays we've got to stop in run game number one? Then what are the three pass plays we've got to stop? So he has to scheme his entire defenses up to defend those plays. And if he does that with the skies, I think we're going to be okay in this ball game. You know, they couldn't put enough together to really challenge Michigan last year. They they got them in spots. Like you said, they schemed them up pretty well in spots, right? But one of the things that they – seems like they felt like they could do last year, and it was really when they had the most success on the ground, when they lined up and said, we're going to come right at you, hit you with some – it was quarterback power. Uh, I think they scored on on quarterback, on quarterback power. power. Yes, they did. Yeah, and then they ran a they ran a power early in the game. They had on a hat, blew the linebacker out of there, and you know it was a they gashed them a couple times, feeling like we can get physical with these with these guys. Success last year suggests they gonna you think they're gonna try that again this year, Vance? Not doubt in my mind. That's who they are. They want to make sure they know. That you're going to get a physical ball game. We're going to see how physical you guys are. And if you're playing heavy, heavy, deep like we did last year, a lot of quarters and a lot of cover two look like, you have enough guys in the box to stop what they're going to do. Because when they run the quarterback power, 
They actually were an empty motion. They get the back across to be an extra blocker. Then they come back and run the regular power. And this gap scheme, we doubling the three technique. We're going to pull the backside backer. And last year, I had big concerns about the linebackers seeing the pullers. They did. So they got everything back inside, and the ball was downhill right now. So I think we're fitting and run better. But biggest thing is now, can I down people handle the double team in the back and get across the top with a safety filler? You know, yep. Right now, if I'm them, I'm, I'm blitzing to come off the bus. I'm going to blitz to the field. I'm bringing the nickel. The, I'm bringing everybody to stop the run and say throw the football, and I'm rolling <laughs> to that side, which is already in their scheme. Mm -hmm. So the other thing is you try to pick up tendencies. They wanted to pick on, on Michigan safeties uh, other than Dax, right? Dax was nickel. They, they wanted to pick on Michigan safeties and their linebackers. They tried to attack. That's who they thought the fish were in the defense. And you were making the point about linebacker play and coverage all, uh, basically all season. So that also stands to reason, does it not, that they're going to try to attack that again too? They, they will. I mean, when they when you go heavy, heavy run, the linebackers start fitting, now you go clacks and pass, the linebackers got to find their drops and their coverages. So far this year, they've done a tremendous job. I mean, again, from last year to this, this year, you can see improvement. That's called experience. So if you get that done, I think we'll be okay. I'm not concerned as much as I was last year. I'm more concerned right now about our cornerback play. Because right now, we've been a superior football team. Mm -hmm. This ball game, I think it's going to be even. Their receivers versus our DB, talent-wise, I think it's going to be even. Now can we match up? That's going to be key. So you said a lot of quarters. Your corners better be able to cover. All the zero coverage we've been playing, yes, sir. Either we, I had an old coach tell me a long time ago, when we blitz, let's get home. I, if they score a big play, I'm not gonna blame the secondaries. I'm blaming all you guys is blitzing because we bring one more they can, then they can block. So let's get home, make them throw the ball too fast, too soon, whatever it may be. And as much as they bring pressure, I would say the same thing. You know, so you got to do a little bit in the back end, but the bottom line is, I'm, I'm blitzing for a reason to sack this quarterback at worst. Get pressure to throw an errant pass. So here's one of the difficult things. You said, hey, if, if they have a top receiver, you're going to see cover two to that side. They think they have three top guys. So Nobody they, has three top guys. <laughs> <laughs> unless you bat them, huh? Unless you bat them. Unless you go to NFL. NFL don't have three top guys. Think about it. They really don't. They might have two. You looked at last night with the Eagles. They got two top receivers, the first-round pick, and they got the Brown guy, but – Nobody has three receivers in college football. They got one, and they got some good players. So at the end of the day, as he breaks them down, who do we have to take away in the pass game? That's number one. Okay, the quarterback going to have a favorite guy. He always has a favorite guy. Mm -hmm. So let's take this guy away and make these other guys beat us since he can't do us. Make them beat us with the wrong hand. Yeah, I think that guy would be – it would be their their man from right there in the, D, right there in the DMV, Rakeem Jarrett. I, I, he's, to me – the the most talented of of the trio that includes uh Jacob Copeland, the young fella that they went over and got from um that they went over and got from Florida. Uh, and then man, you know, a guy he hadn't really shown up in the stack column as much as I expected him to to this point, but they got a dude named Dante Demas that I think is a guy as well. But they they spread the ball around. You got a a quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over uh, as much as people think he had like four or five interceptions in one game last year, Vance, it sort of distorted. Half his interceptions came in one game. So taking better care of the football. But to your point, you got to slow down Rakeem Jarrett. Rakeem Jarrett, 
is the one that if you're going to take one guy away, it's number one. Very easy to identify. He's number one on the field. Number one in the program, Vance. He, he'll he be the guy that I think you would say, let's let's box him out and see if these other dudes can beat us. You know, like I said, watching last year a little bit compared to this year, hadn't seen a lot of just straight, I call it three buzz, either buzz, strong or buzz. We, you bring a safety down to the boundary to the field. I've seen more, uh, like I said, I call it 26, cover two to one side and, and four to the other, quarters to the other side. So I think you're going to see a variety of those type of things. He's going to continue to bring from the field, bringing his nickel Sam plus a backer and rolling to that side, hoping you throw hot. He's had success with that this year, had success with that last year. So I think you're going to see different looks that way. We're going to try to confuse the quarterbacks on how the rotation is going, and then we bring him pressure. And he does a great job bringing pressure, and all of a sudden he's dropping off both defensive tackles, taking away screens and slants. So, again, those are some things that are going to confuse the uh, quarterback. So I think we're going to we'll get two interceptions in this ballgame. All right, so, so, so Vance, let's – Let's talk adjustment. So let's say you get in this game and you're like, hey, man, okay, we having problems covering these guys. To your point, you said, I want to see if all this zero coverage, all this zero blitz, I, can we do that? Now, what we've seen from him, we've seen a lot of it. It's not like he's zero coverage all the time. I mean, he seems like he has a lot of, lot of weapons in the toolkit. It's not like no disrespect intended to, to Don Brown, but it felt like, that was Don's only pitch. It felt like the, there was no no off-speed pitch. If that wasn't working, then what else? Uh, you know, bringing the pressure of man-to-man, if that wasn't working, I don't have anything else. It feels like, and you tell me what you see as the coach, because this was a question from the people, like, okay, you got all this pressure. What if it's not What if it's not getting home? What if they're taking advantage of matchups? What do you see them having in their toolkit to be able to go to as an alternative? See, last week and even this week also, I saw him bring the nickel and the backer from the field, and he rolled to that side. And the backer away from the rotation went underneath number one. So, again, it looks like I got zero. I got four coming from the field, but at the same time, I got the corner as a cloud corner, the safety over the top as a half field safety. Okay, the backside corner is te- technically a half field player based on what's going on with help underneath. So, as a quarterback, I'm looking right now. I see the nickelback coming, the backer coming from the field. I'm thinking zero coverage. I'm like, I'm throwing it out right now. And you're throwing it to a cloud corner. Mm-hmm. Or if I see that, I know I've got one-on-one backside, but i got the backer dropping underneath. So he has different type of roll, roll coverages that take things away. It looks like zero pressure, but it isn't zero pressure. So he has some great little, little inter- intricacies here and there that take things away. So I like what he's doing to mix things up to throw the quarterback off balance a little bit. So we, we have different ways to bring pressure where it's not zero coverage. Yeah, man. So it, it shall be interesting uh, because the the biggest question mark, like you said, is the, the, the aggression that we've seen thus far. Will that same aggression work against better teams? Time will tell. I think a point that you made in week one is really, really going to ring true. It's so much for a team to prepare for. I mean, it, They've shown you a lot in three weeks, Jesse Minter and company have. And you got to give the other coaches credit. Steve Klinkscale, who's a DB guy in the co-DC. Mike Elston, his defense. I mean, he's running waves, the defensive lineman in there. And then maybe the unit that you, again, I want to go back to last season. You talked about most. Uh, and part of it was inexperience with a guy like Junior Colson needing to get experience. Well, he looks a lot better 
George Hilo and the job he's doing with the linebacker position. So, you know, it it just feels like with everything that they've thrown out there, you know, if you're a quarterback, you're an offensive coordinator, if you're Al Borges, it's like, man, what a, it's a whole lot to try to drill into these guys in the span of one week to get them ready for this game. But, but you know, from an offensive standpoint, it really isn't. It, it's We're going to run our plays. We know we're going to get certain defensive calls versus what we do. The most important thing as you go in this ball game, they got to find a way to stop our run game. Mm-hmm. So they're going to sit back and they're going to give us a two shell. We are going to run the football. No football. <laughs> We're going to run the football. I mean, so if you want to roll down, okay, I don't take my four yards. It's second down and six. I just won. The next thing off of it, you run an RPO, run pass option. I can run the power look and I can throw a bubble screen out there. So now you got everybody stopping and run. Now we one on one out in the perimeter. So it's different things they're going to do. I don't think they're going to sit back and worry about it. Cause they're gonna run their plays anytime you want a gap scheme play, you can block most blitzes. Mm-hmm. If one blitzer gets out of his lane, it's a crease in there. It happened to us last year. One blitzer hit the wrong gap, all of a sudden, 15 yards in the secondary. So, that type of offense is about execution. I mean, it's when I look at I hate to say this, Urban Meyer and Lou Holtz and, and Earl Bruce, they were power guys. I go back to Bo Schembechler and, and, and Lloyd Carr, gap scheme to people, power guys. We ran power. We ran the old-fashioned OT, which is a gap scheme play. Guess what Maryland's doing? The same thing, except they're throwing RPOs, run pass options, off the same look. So I don't think they're going to be concerned about that. Teams who are more pass-oriented, yeah, they're concerned about it. This is a run team first with great skill and a pretty good quarterback to get the ball to them. Gotcha. All right, Vance, uh, another great one in the books. The regular season begins. Uh, Remember, if you want to see the film breakdown, not a whole lot of plays to dive into because as fans looked at this, man, they, this is just, they destroyed this team. It's like, man. It was a JV game. It was embarrassing. There's less to look at in this game, Sam, compared to the other two. But we but we found a couple of plays for the people that sort of illustrate some standout play at multiple levels of the defense. So check that out in the film study. It's a separate video. Be sure to like and subscribe this video. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the channel, whether you're listening on the podcast or on YouTube. And don't forget, you can find us over on the MichiganInsider.com. That's where it goes down all the time. A dollar gets you in the first month and also lets you get into Paramount Plus once you become a full paying member. So be sure to check all that out. Be sure to check out the film study. We'll see you next week here on the Michigan Football Breakdown focused on the defense with Vance Bedford. Go Blue.